And it's 11.02 here on SENZ. I'm very pleased to welcome uh, to the show this morning uh, Sam Wells. Now, Sam, of course, is part of our selection um, committee. Uh, in fact, he's a selection manager for New Zealand cricket now, which means uh, he has a massive say in uh, the selection of uh, the Black Cap sides uh, and uh, those sides uh, looking for a view towards the future. And uh, on that note, uh, Sam has... Uh, come up with a side that's been announced this morning to play Bangladesh in uh, three one-day internationals uh, beginning Sunday, 17th of December, going to, through the 23rd of December. So three pretty quick-fire games. Sam, good morning to you and thanks for your time. Hi, Smithy. Thanks for having me. Look, OK, let's uh, look at the squad that you've uh, come up with first of all. Uh, Tom Latham to captain the side. Uh, three newcomers, uh, which you might like to tell us a wee bit about. Uh, Eddie Ashok, uh, Josh Clarkson. And uh, Will O'Rourke, who's uh, a name that's been mentioned quite a lot on this station. Yeah, so um, I'm actually just watching Will steam in here at the basin. So, look, he's a young, promising quicker, a big, tall lad, uh, exercises some good bounce out of the wicket and can move it a bit. So he performed really well uh, for the A side against Australia, both here and in the series over um, in Australia during the winter, so he's impressed in that regard. Um, Eddie, a young leg spinner who, who shows some really good control with the ball, um, has good variation, and he's an exciting prospect. And of course, Josh Clarkson, who's been on the domestic scene for a while, but still quite young, um, he's quite an explosive hitter, really good strike rates, and um, obviously bowls some pretty handy seam-ups as well. So they're three uh, exciting talents that are, get an opportunity in the series. You've managed to uh, include uh, well half a dozen or seven players who were in or around the, uh, the Black Cap squad for uh, the World Cup, uh, including Tom who uh, Tom Latham, who you, you're going to ask to captain the side. When it comes to resting players, as, as you've uh, done or given the opportunity for rest, uh, do you consult the players? Yeah, absolutely, Smithy. The, um, the players are consulted and it's sort of looked at uh, over a long period of time and trying to manage workloads and who's playing what and when. Um, it's not a precise science at all, but it's really trying to gather as much information as possible and work out where the players' energy levels are and who needs a rest. So um, Tom, you know, he he may or historically hasn't been in the T20 side, so he may not play those. Um, so he was still keen to play and, and obviously has a, been a good performer and a good leader as well. OK. Um, in terms of including Tom Blundell in that squad, would you uh, assume that um, pretty much everyone in the squad will, will get a run over the 3 one internationals, which would see uh, Tom in a keeping role? Yes, Tom will keep working. It's like he's seen as the premier glovesman, um, in the country, obviously did some good work last night, um, and he's also seen as one of the one of the good batsmen or one of the better batsmen as well, and has a great test record. Um, so yeah, it's likely there will be uh, most people getting an opportunity. Um, we'll just have to see how that plays out as the series progresses. But yeah, Tom Blunder will take the gloves. One of the concerning things uh, about uh, the selection or the non-selection is the number of bowling injuries that you've got at the moment, Sam. Which is uh, it's a real mash list uh, of terms of talent. Uh, Michael Bracewell, of course, Lockie Ferguson both have Achilles problems. Matt Henry coming back from a, a hamstring. Nisham, Lister, Shipley. I mean, the list goes on. It's it's a bit worrying, isn't it, getting into a summer? 
Yeah, unfortunately, injuries are a part of the game. We seem to have a fair few at the moment. Um, some of them are, you know, getting back to full fitness and um, just managing the loads at the moment. We might see some of them play for their domestic sides during the course of that series as they get closer to fitness. So, look, it, it is a little bit of concern and it's important that we manage those injuries and um, make sure the players get back as soon as they can. Sam, the other thing that which is uh, top of mind at the moment, of course, is uh, the, the Black Caps, and um, well, they're in a spot of bother again. I think it's fair to say in this Test match, which is uh, not a good thing, obviously. Uh, when it comes to selecting Test players and and Test match cricketers, do you find uh, there's a correlation between white ball cricket to red ball cricket, white ball form to red ball form? And I guess I'm pointing the, the finger here, at which a lot of people are at Russian Ravindra. Mm. Yeah, well, to use that example, like if somebody can score runs in one-day international cricket, um, I don't see that there's any reason why they can't score them in test cricket. So that's certainly something you take into account. And, and as you've pointed out, Rutchen scored runs in high-pressure situations um, against some of the best sides in the world. So, yes, that's something that's taken into account cross-form. If, if someone can perform at international level in one form, I think that's generally a good sign that they'll be able to do it in the other, provided that their skill set sort of matches that form of the game. So that, that's certainly something we take into account. So um, a lot of disappointment that he wasn't used in these uh, two test matches. Uh, do you do you or, and your selection panel regard him as a specialist batsman or an all-rounder? At this stage, Rutchen would be seen as a specialist batsman who does provide you know, a left-arm spin option, um, but predominantly as a batsman, so he wouldn't be selected um, as a spin bowler, as a front-line spin bowler. Um, so that's, that's basically where we see him at the moment. The first-class bowling average of around 50 sort of indicates that it might be a bit of a push to consider him a front-line spinner, but certainly the bowling's um, more than handy. Okay, so um, the the other name of, which crops up a wee bit here, and you're probably fully aware of this, it would be no great surprise to you, is the, the selection of Henry Nichols, which you've included again in this uh, Bangladesh One Day International squad. Um, you know, he, he did get the double hundred at the end of last year, um, but uh, again, he's uh, struggling in uh, subcontinent conditions like most of them are uh, at the moment. What about Henry Nichols? And what are the thoughts about around Henry Nichols and his, um, his future uh, in the side? Yeah, I think the first thing to note is that you know Henry does have a really good Test record, and, and from a historic level, it's up. You know, he has as many Test centuries as um, Stephen Fleming, and scored them in half as many Tests. So, from a historic perspective, um, his numbers really do stack up. You're right; there has been some ebbs and flows in his form, um, and he rode the ship somewhat there with the double hundred at the end of last season. Um, but as you identified, there have been some struggles in the overseas. Um, conditions, but he's not alone in that, uh, and, and that's one of the issues with New Zealand conditions where it doesn't spin a lot. So going overseas into the foreign conditions can be can be challenging. But um, but moving forward, obviously we've got series coming up, and we'll have to cross that bridge when we come to it. But um, you know, Henry has been a great performer in the past. He has. Uh, there's no doubt about that. I mean, tra- traditionally, uh, are we quite patient? I mean, do do we? Are we, if you look at selections of sides overseas, uh, are we are we sort of in line with with the amount of patience and the uh, the amount of chances we give players? Do you feel? 
Yeah, look, I, I think we are. Um, I think one of the historic eras of New Zealand cricket and selection has been the chopping and changing of players. There's a number of players. I mean, Gary himself um, opened the batting, I think, for five tests. Um, I just don't think that's a way where you can assess whether a player um, is good enough for international cricket or giving them a fair crack at it. So I think it's better to err on the side of, of giving someone an extended run um, rather than chopping and changing. Um, going back to that sort of selection philosophy of the early 90s, I don't think um, gets the team anywhere. And one of the features of the successful period in, in recent time has been the stability of the side. Um, and it's something that um, I think is worthwhile continuing with. Sam, uh, one of the uh, other aspects of of our cricket, which uh, from time to time is uh, is is shown up, and particularly in the subcontinent, is our ability to play spin, um, and our ability to bowl spin in spin friendly conditions. On the fact that there's not great emphasis on it back here in New Zealand, and so they get limited opportunities back here. What's the Sam Wells theory on spin bowling and how we can develop it more in this country? Yeah, that, that's a great question, Smithy. I mean, obviously playing more cricket in the sub- subcontinent would help, um, A's cricket and the likes, but those sorts of tours are, you know, expensive and, and hard to come by. So um, finding ways which we can um, develop spinners is really critical. Look, I do have some sympathy for, you know, AJ's and Mitch um, when, you know, they're not given opportunities in home tests because the conditions don't suit and then they're asked to go over to these subcontinent conditions and really lead the attack um, and take us to test victory. So that that is quite challenging in itself, um, whether um, pitches can be made to um, replicate those conditions. That's challenging because we just don't have the climate conditions to do that. So... It's a little bit of a product of our own environment. Um, perhaps the subcontinent teams are thinking, how can we develop top orders players to um, play the singing, swinging and seeming ball in New Zealand? I'm sure that's not easy for them um, mm. to do as well. So it, it's sort of an issue that all countries or all nations deal with, but they're sort of a, unique to their own circumstances. Sam, it also says in the press release that Sam Wells uh, will be joining uh, the squad for the first series since his appointment in September. This this actually quite works quite well. Um, I, I guess I could draw a parallel across to, to George Bailey, who uh, spends his time very close to the squad overseas. Is that something you want to, uh, to follow through on as a selector? Yeah, look, I'll be taking the opportunity to join the squad a few times throughout the summer. Um, just get to know everyone, reconnect with the guys I did know um, during my playing days and the guys I haven't met before. But yeah, I, I also think I might have to stretch the arm out and warm it up because I think a few people have the idea I might be giving a few throwdowns. So that that might be something that um, I'll have to work on. But yeah, if I can add any value in that space, um, I'm more than happy to do it. But really, it's just for me to get in front of the players and um, get to know them a little better. So that you know, if I have to have discussions with them and calls about really important matters, you know, in their careers, that there is some sort of a relationship there, and I'm not just some random guy calling them up out of nowhere. So, look, I think that's an important part of the role. Early days um, for you, Sam, in, in this role. Uh, I just wonder, um, you're getting about as much as you possibly can. Are you confident in the uh, the depth, the level of depth and talent that we've got going forward into this next cycle, this next four-year cycle in between World Cups, for instance, and obviously during the Test Championship? you you happy with what we've got on show? Yeah, look, I, I do think there's good talent out there. Um, and 
but part of the role is to try and give them opportunities to grow and, as you say, to develop teams that, that can compete at the world events consistently for a long period of time. Um, and so there's a little bit of this happening in this Bangladesh series. So um, I do think the talent's out there. And, and I think when we see guys like the Daryl Mitchells and the Michael Bracewells burst onto the scene um, who have been domestic players for a number of years, uh, that indicates that the system's doing a pretty good job of um, carving guys into international products. So um, I think we can have some uh, degree of security and the, the domestic jobs is doing a pretty good, or the domestic game, sorry, is doing a pretty good job. Um, Finn Allen is, is another name I've, I've just noticed uh, back into the squad. Um, a lot of faith shown in Finn Allen um, uh, by Gary Stead, um, Gavin Larson, just prior uh, to in the year before the World Cup, of course, his place didn't eventuate in that because of uh, poor form. But what about Finn Allen? Uh, what do you see in Finn Allen that's made you uh, give him another uh, another crack here? Well, Finn's an explosive stroke maker. You look at the, the teams that were really su- successful at the World Cup and, and they had guys who could score big hundreds off not many balls. Um, Finn showed that sort of ability the other day when he got 168 of 110 balls in the Ford Trophy. Um, he is a guy that can win a, win a game by himself doing that sort of thing. So I think that sort of high upside, um, high strike right player is really worth investing in. Will there be variance when you play with that much risk? Yes. Um, so that means you probably need to stick with him a bit longer to see um, the numbers come out. But look, he, he's an exceptional talent um, and an exciting player to watch. Um, so I think he's really good for the game. I've just had a text come in uh, to say, would uh, where would you, if, if you did pick a, in the home series, uh, Rachin Ravindra on what you've seen, where where ideally in the batting lineup do you see him sort of situated? Is he a middle order player? Is he a top order player? I mean, he's he's done pretty much every role in the one day side of things. Yeah, well, obviously he's, he's opened the batting for Wellington. Um, we have two really good test openers at the moment. Um, and look, I think Rutchin's got the ability to, to bat anywhere where, where he would fit in. Um, you know, anywhere from one to seven would, would be somewhere he's capable of batting, I, I would have thought from what I've seen. If you're good enough to open the batting, um, you're generally good enough to bat most places. Um, but yeah, he, he's certainly viewed as someone that could open the batting or, or bat middle order. Oh, the reason I, I, I'm sort of, I guess, pestering you a wee bit about this is, as you, know, yes, you well know, I was uh, part of a lot of commentary teams in the World Cup, and seldom mm. in my time uh, I've uh, been, you know, I've, through the Williamson time, uh, the, the Martin Crow time, played through the Hadley era, but seldom have I seen a New Zealand cricketer with uh, the wow factor, uh, and when I say wow factor, impress the harshest critics in the world. And then we find it, um, you know, the very next time there's an outing, uh, he ain't there. Um, and a, a lot of people, I mean, fringe cricket fans, fans that are looking for heroes, kids that are looking to the next player to be in the backyard, see Russian Ravindra all of a sudden as that person. So, I, I mean, would you agree it, it, it's really important that we get him on that stage? Yeah, look, I completely agree with you there, Smithy. Like, he was extraordinarily impressive, and and he's doing everything he can do to, to smash the door down. Um, and But to get him in the team, someone has to come out, and there's guys that have performed in the past and um, have earned their spots. Um, and at the moment, we don't think we're at the stage where um, any of them deserve to lose their spots. So, look, is is there a... Obvious
obvious yes or right answer, no. Obviously, selection involves some subjectivity. Um, but as I said before, history um, or you know, our history of showing faith in players for sustained periods of time has reaped rewards. Um, but obviously, if, if Russian keeps knocking the door down and, and putting the pressure on us, then um, that's a great problem to have. And, and he's got another opportunity to do that uh, in these Bangladesh one days. And, and, and it would be great to see him score more runs and carry on that World Cup form. OK, Sam, uh, thanks very much. We'll leave it at that. Uh, we'll get the gist, I think. And uh, good luck for uh, your role. Um, it's, a, it's an intriguing, very, um, uh, a very, very important role. Do you, do, you, do you like watching cricket to the extent you're going to have to? <laughs> you know, you, you've got to enjoy watching cricket um, if you're going to go on this role. So, yeah, look, it's, it's a really um, an honour and privilege to get the opportunity to do it. And, look, I, I appreciate the, the responsibility that comes with it. Um, and I'm doing everything I can to um, do the best job I can. So, um, yeah. Good on you, Sam. Uh, nice to, to finally catch up with you. And, uh, as I say, wish you all the best and hopefully catch up uh, during summer at some stage. Thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Cheers, Smithy. Thank you for the kind words. Much appreciated.